Salutations, everybody. This is John Kaya Law with episode eight of the Dark Matter Myth podcast, Counterculture. Thanks for tuning in. A couple of weeks ago, I got sick. And around that time I got sick, I wanted I wanted to uh, record something on those shootings that took place, man. You know, we have the ones that took place in Buffalo and the ones that took place in Uvalde, Texas. And I had a whole lot to say, man. But then and up until this point, I haven't been able to really speak too long or speak too well. You know, I have this ridiculous amount of phlegm buildup and I'm coughing. It's such a pain in the ass, man. And if it weren't for ideas like counterculture, I probably wouldn't have gotten sick. <laughs> you know, counterculture told us months ago that this pandemic shit was fake, man. That it was a ploy. And here we are. It's still going around. But um, in respect to that, let's 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 talk about what happened, man. There's been a lot going on, man. And American culture tells us that vengeance is the key, and we're always looking for somebody to get back at. I think Tupac had a line, and it was like, um, "Revenge is the sweetest joy, next to getting pussy." And that's the energy behind the society we live in, man. Everybody wants to get back at each other. Everybody wants to destroy one another. Everybody wants to claim vengeance. And that's what happens when life is of little value, you know? When we look at popular music, popular media, the first thing they're trying to do is let you know that your life isn't worth nothing. Fuck nigga, bitch nigga, this nigga. I kill nigga. Like, how productive is that, man? My life be disposable. Well, I'll tell you why. It's, it's uh, so some corporation somewhere can profit over the course of decades. And this is what we get. You know, active shooters. And somehow they believe that their life isn't worth anything, that they're being used as a stepping stone for others. And this is what happens when you incite, when you entice, when you inflame a society. And ultimately, what I'm trying to do is um, bear light upon that. So anybody coming up behind us will have something to look forward to. And... Let me explain how. When you turn on the news at night, there's not news about who shot who, who killed who. Right? There's not the negative shit. Because that's all the news gives us, the negative shit. Imagine when you turned on the news at night and there was news of who was born today, who helped someone cross the street, right? Who sacrificed? Who lended a helping hand? If we can do that with society, humanity will be better off, right? That's what I'm trying to do here. 
And it is in my belief that if I'm able to amplify a certain message of positivity, of assistance and universality and humanity, um, exponentially down the line, we'll be able to do great things and steer humanity in a certain direction. And this has always been um, the premise behind my works. I'm not making any money doing this, right? But I understand the message I'm pushing forth. And today, once again, that message is counterculture. You know, I remember back when tattoos first became a thing. And if you had a tattoo, you were looked down upon as some type of um, scum, some type of outlaw, right? You couldn't get jobs. You couldn't be brought home to someone's parents if you had a tattoo, right? A couple years down the line, especially today, everybody's got a tattoo. And if you don't have a tattoo, they start looking at you funny, right? Now, myself, I'm too fucking gorgeous to be inking up this skin, right? With, with uh, $25 tattoos and shit. But for you, for, 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 for the listener out there, is it worth inking up God's creation with the fucking tattoo you got? Outside a gas station or something like that, right? Now, now you're you're marked for life with some shit from some dude you have no idea who it is, right? Don't get me wrong, I'm not against tattoos or nothing like that. I'm just throwing this idea out there, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, me myself, like, I'm untouched, and you know those tattoos of the early 2000s. You know, those tramp stamps, those corny barbed wire joints around the arm. I don't have to live with that. <laughs> you know, is it worth being caught out publicly with the trend that's going to fade? You know, I, when I when I realized certain things with trends, man, I had to fall all the way back. I remember when people were doing... Mohawks, skull t-shirts, and pocket chains. And everybody had one of them shits. And if you ain't had that shit, they was looking at you funny. And I'm looking at all these motherfuckers like, y'all some dick riders, right? But, you know, I wasn't caught up in that. You know, certain things are vital to the culture. American culture. You know, and those won't go away. And certain things that won't go away, I don't even want to partake in. Now, let me give you an example. Jordans, right? Man, I like Jordans. I used to have like every fucking pair of Jordans, right? But then you realize how many, how many, how many young men are being killed over their Jordans, right? Michael Jordan never comes out and says shit. Hundreds, if not thousands of young men each year are killed for their Jordans. And Michael Jordan ain't never say shit. I remember first time I seen somebody kill for the Jordans, it was like 1991, Red Hook Projects. And my grandmother was babysitting this kid. And, you know, we would see his father time to time, you know, just throughout the neighborhood. And one day you stop seeing him. And word is that they ran up on this dude and they, they shot him for his Jordans, right? 
damn, horrendous, man. All for the culture. Now, if that's the culture, I'm with the counterculture. All right? Outside of a, a professional setting, you have never seen Michael Jordan wear a pair of Jordans outside publicly, ever. But you, the listener, you out here rocking his shit. Shit he won't even wear. When you catch Michael Jordan outside, you know what he's wearing? Leather boots with the strap. You know what I'm saying? Some cowboy shit. He don't fuck with Jordans. But here we are. Dick riding his shit. Something he won't ever wear. So, sometimes we need to be with the counterculture. You know? We need to be creating things that don't sound like anything else. We need to be original. We need to find our own voice. You know, you listen to the radio and everybody sounds the same. Everybody got the same beats, the same accents, the same inflections, the same engineer, right? And we just eat that shit up, man. Telling us the same messages. I got a thought, who giving top? <laughs> Look at my guac. And this dude I shot. And we like, oh my God. Brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Come on, people. Wake up. Um, as a young boy, you know, walking the streets of Brooklyn, I would look at these stars in the sky. And I think it was like the Orion constellation. And I would say things like, or rather, I would feel things like, damn, I want to go home. Like, I don't belong here. Right? Years later, I did um, Catholic school. Right? And I would go to the same school as Biggie Smalls. So me and Biggie Smalls went to the same school. And I guess that's where we get the, um, the, uh, the artistic utilization of language that and growing up in the street you know you have to kind of be able to make the language more malleable and more um improvisional i did i did 10 years of that and somewhere around fifth grade i thought i wanted to become a priest right which is crazy and i i, I put those two ideas together because ultimately um, I think whatever I did right it would be a path of universal service right some universal star track benevolent giving my soul to the people type shit and I think here we are today and I'm on that path, as opposed to the predominant culture, which tells us to consume and to uh, exhume and to uh, to make everything I touch at my disposal, as opposed to using the soil and creating plants, creating fruit for humanity. Because 
humanity is shepherded and herded towards a certain direction, right? And the direction humanity is being herded in is there's an economy formed around um, the potential destruction of humanity. And there's a lot of money behind it. So who am I? You know, I'm the counterculture. I'm the antithesis of that. You know, I'm the byproduct of love and creation. And you are too. So let's uh let's move together in a certain direction for the benefit of all people, all things, all potentialities based in positivity. And when we grow, when we evolve into something else, whatever that becomes, right? If it's on the path of righteousness, we'll be able to look back at who we are today and cringe at how stupid we were to how captured we are to our own fears to how scared we are of just turning a corner because we don't know what's on the other side of it, right? You know, we all gonna have to turn that corner in our lives and dip off into that side alley while humanity's jumping off a cliff. You know what I'm saying? I look at um, what's going on today with the, you know, the January 6th hearings and <clears throat> how many people stood up and in adversity to the pressure, right? There's no honor in standing behind a lie, right? There's only honor when you stand up to the lie. And, you know, in, uh, in lieu of that treason that happened, you know, these people could have easily just made their lives easy and went along with it. But um, a lot of them stood up and was like, ugh, I can't, I can't be the one. I can't be the one who uh, lets authoritarianism take foot, take root. Because with that comes... Um, deep tragedy, right? You know, one thing that's that's ill that I always found crazy looking at um the old X-Men comics and old X-Men series that they was talking about fascism. They was talking about the authoritarianism, right? Martin Luther King and Malcolm X served as the um, precursors to Professor X and Magneto, right? That's a fact. So Stan Lee tried to make the civil rights more palatable for certain white people by inserting it into the X-Men, right? And that's true. And you remember how they just caged up a lot of these mutants and shit? That is practically what can happen here. And Stanley was a Jew, so his um, influence behind that was the Holocaust. 
And I remember one of the slurs they would use on that um, X-Men series. And it was like one of the worst things I've ever heard. Probably worse than nigga. And they would just be like, get out of here, you mutie. Mutie? How disgusting is that, man? So, um, you know, once again, let's stand up. When we see something wrong, if our voice isn't heard, you know, just in our personal lives, man, if our voice isn't heard, when being overshadowed by a lie that's taking root, man, we might as well shoot ourselves in our own foot because it's hard to live with the idea of um, what if, what if I would have done this different, right? Be a Stan Lee. <laughs> Be a Malcolm X. Be a Martin Luther King. Right? Be anybody working um, in the interest of humanity. Because half of these motherfuckers were dealing with nothing but sheep, man. Which is cool. You know, sheeps give wool. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Lamb chops too, but um, <laughs> you know, speaking of sheeps, man, I, w- I want to talk about American gun culture and um, how disgusting it is, man. You know, I'm not a, I'm not against it, but I'm against it. You know, this this morning, I got a a new gun case, right? And I could, it's a double sided gun case. I could fit like. I could, I could fit more than six guns in this case, right? And so far, I have two in there, right? But I don't want to have any in there. I don't want any guns. I don't want to have to deal with these, man. But we're so knee-deep in um, this gun culture. And it's like, if you don't have one, you're a sitting duck. You know, a couple days ago, no, it was just yesterday. Just yesterday. Supreme Court um, overruled that New York City gun law, right, for um, self-defense, which is cool, right? Because I always thought um, the city would be better off if people were always packing, right? <laughs> but if you ask me... Oh, oh, you know, half of New York City is felons anyway, man. So all they're going to do is uh, lock up a bunch of black people now, give them felonies, so when they get out, when they try to get a gun, they won't be able to get it. But um, back on track, getting back on track. Um, even though, you know, in lieu of freedom, in lieu of um, equality, amongst the gun laws is um, something to behold and witness there's also a side that um, that's telling me it's a little too much man and I don't (laughs) it's about to be the okay corral man and I don't know how I feel about that you know 
know, guns are only cool to people who haven't been victims of gun violence, right? And man, I've been I've been witnessing and being a uh, second tier victim of gun violence all throughout my life, man. You know, it's just too much, man. And if gun violence wasn't a thing in this country, I'd be a totally different person than who I am today. And I mourn that, you know? I mourn my loss of innocence, my loss of perspective, my loss of friends, you know? And that's something I don't wish for anybody. So with that always being on my mind, you could come to me as a, a definite that I'll never push that on you or your children. You know? History is uh, dark enough. And I, I don't think uh, it serves anyone bringing that type of uh, energy into your household, right? When we talk about into your household, let's talk about uh, what happened today. And the Supreme Court finally flipped Roe versus Wade, right? And I can tell you straight up, like, I mess with abortion. I mess with it. Without abortion, I wouldn't be here, right? <laughs> wouldn't be here without abortion. But uh, I think... Man, abortion is a tool, right? And it's a tool in service of the, the greater society, and I'll tell you why. If there's um, an epidemic of unwanted children out in society now, right? What do you think is going to happen to them? How, how will their trauma affect their surroundings. Who are these children going to uh, affect negatively with uh, the idea of them knowing they weren't wanted? I can tell you straight up, man, knowing you're not wanted as a child is one of the most painful things anyone has to deal with. Right now, I know I'm wanted today, and I know where I stand today. But the residual trauma of me not being wanted as a child still brings me pain today. And I'm in my 30s, and um, that trauma has caused me to hurt a lot of people coming up. Right, and I'll never be able to resolve every last one of those um, situations and they'll, they'll trickle down amongst the lives of whoever they touched and it takes a really strong person to um, overcome that like a really strong person and most of us just aren't that strong so you know, I think it's a tool. You know, I, I wish it wasn't um, something we needed, but 
You know, it is what it is. You know, I'm not really with the idea of, um, you know, just a, a lady jumping off a bridge attached to a bungee cord, letting a baby shoot out and hit the ground. You know, that's not what I'm saying, but, you know, I see its purpose because ultimately what they're trying to do is legislate um, a woman's body, right? Which is insane, right? This is the land of freedom. Haha. <laughs> One thing I like to tell people, man, I, I say, man, if you think this is the land of freedom, I want you to get a bag of oranges and hit the highway. And tell me what happens when you try to sell that bag of oranges on a highway in the land of freedom. Right? But uh, ultimately what they're just doing is criminalizing women. Because if a woman doesn't want to uh, bring a pregnancy to term, she won't. It's that simple. Right? We got this, this whole abortion debacle going on, right? Oh, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. Meanwhile, the same faction behind this is uh, dropping bombs all over the, the globe. And each one of those bombs is a fucking potential abortion, right? A, mil a multi-million dollar abortion at that. So... That's garbage to me, man. I wish this wasn't the case, but we always get what we ask for. And what we asked for, in this case, was counterculture. You know, by falling asleep at the wheel, we let the separation of church and state kind of um, be muddied. And we let that wall be knocked down we let it crumble and we're seeing the effects of it now and this is just the beginning man so um I know it's not a popular thing to be politically active but in lieu of the um the temperature of the culture now if women want their rights back right <laughs> They don't want to be second-class citizens again. You got to get with that counterculture, right? You got to wake up. You're going to have to sacrifice for your daughters, you know? So, um, I guess we could close it here. Counterculture. Be the difference. Because there's never any honor in dick riding just to fit in, right? So, um, on that note, everybody, follow your hearts. Go against the grain and keep your heads to the sky. Right? This is uh, John Kyle Law signing off with the Dark Matter Myth Podcast. Episode 8, Counterculture. Thanks for tuning in.